0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, February 8th. Today on the show, I will not be spending much time on Tampa winning the Super Bowl. You already know the score. You already know how it happened, and you already know all of Tommy's records. However, I did spend a lot of time this weekend thinking about how complicated sports legacies can be as I watched the Nashville Predators lose again and the Vols come back to beat Kentucky. But we'll get to that in just a second. We begin today with Derrick Henry Award season. The 440 is brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Have I told you guys how much I love the Kingston Group? Listen, I'm a nerd. I like planning. I like data. I like information. I like stats. I like yards per play. You guys know me and how much I like all that stuff. Well, when you're building a house or making a huge financial decision like a remodel where you're going to spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort trying to figure things out, why stress out about it? Let somebody else do the stressing for you. This is where the Kingston Group comes in with their process. It's all about alignment. It's about their thoughtful, proven game plan, which is going to be totally fleshed out on the front end Their design team is in-house like very few firms in Nashville so that there's no miscommunications along the way. And making sure that that process delivers the product that you, the client, have in your mind, your vision for what your home is going to be. It's really not all that complicated. It's called doing good work for people you care about. It's called a partnership. It's why my family uses the Kingston Group, and it's why your family should too. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The Titans' Derrick Henry was named NFL Offensive Player of the Year over the weekend, a totally deserving award for the king of NFL rushing. Henry's season was the fifth-best rushing total in NFL history. He got 32 votes, while Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes got five votes each. Travis Kelsey got three votes, Josh Allen got three votes, and Alvin Kamara got a pair. Henry set all types of records along the way, many of which you guys already know, so I don't need to repeat all of them, the 200-yard games and all that great stuff. He's the second Titan to ever win the award. Chris Johnson did it back in 2009, the year of his 2,000-yard season. Earl Campbell won it three times in a row, 78-79 in and 1980. And Warren Moon claimed the award in 1990, obviously those four as Oilers. So with that award safely in the bag, the question was going to be, was Henry going to win the MVP? Which we all knew the answer was he never had a chance. But would he register with the voters? Well, Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers won the award with 44 of the 50 possible votes. Josh Allen got four votes and finished in second place, while Patrick Mahomes landed two votes. Did Henry deserve some consideration for the MVP? Of course he did. He was spectacular. But this is a quarterback award. Only one non-quarterback has won the award since 2006, and that was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Honestly, how do you compare the value of Rodgers to Green Bay and Henry to Tennessee? Like, literally, it's impossible to parse out those two players and how much they mean to their team. Where would Green Bay be without Aaron Rodgers? Where would Tennessee be without Derrick Henry or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Take any of the elite quarterbacks off their team, and their teams crumble. That's the nature of the position, unfortunately. So we all have to acknowledge that the quarterback position is far more important. And here's the kicker. Rodgers' season was equally as historic as Derrick Henry's was. And I know that sounds nuts, but sit tight. Rogers' 48 passing touchdowns, 5th all-time, just like Henry's rushing yards in NFL history. His 51 total touchdowns was tied for 3rd all-time in NFL history. His 70.7 completion percentage was 6th all-time in NFL history. His 9.6 touchdown-to-interception ratio was 6th best all-time in NFL history, and everyone ahead of him had fewer than 30 touchdown passes. His 121.5 quarterback rating, 2nd best rated season in NFL history. It was one of the single greatest quarterback seasons of all time in NFL history, and the Packers had the best record in the NFC and were the one seed. Is the award slanted towards the most valuable position in all of sports? Yes. Do more players like Henry deserve consideration? Absolutely. Especially elite left tackles or dominant defensive studs like Aaron Donald or TJ Watt. But Rodgers' season was equally as historic as Henry's. And while that may be hard for Titans fans to comprehend – The quarterback is just always going to get the benefit of the doubt here, guys. Sometimes that's just stupid and irrational and unfair. But unfortunately, this season ain't one of those years. So I've been thinking a lot about legacies lately, with Philip Fulmer maybe finally fading away forever, David Poyle facing intense pressure from his customers, and listening to Dickie V call the Tennessee-Kentucky game on Saturday night. Fulmer getting paid to go away is comical and insultingly transparent. The Preds just lost three out of four games in the state of Florida last week and were largely uncompetitive for the majority of the road trip, needing not one but three minor miracles to even bring back just two measly points. And while the young Vols showed a ton of maturation coming from behind to beat Kentucky on Saturday night, having to listen to Dickie V read from his Big Blue Script All game was just brutal. All three, Fulmer, Poyle, Vital, have had incredible careers and over time will only be remembered for their best moments – but right now, that's not how they are viewed. Just like a most elite quarterbacks in the NFL, almost all of them have a late second act in their career. Montana, Favre, Manning, Unitas, Rivers, Namath, Brady. And Fulmer isn't even close to the only legendary college football coach where the career ended in a rough place for a whole variety of reasons. Bobby Bowden, Lloyd Carr, Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier, Joe Paterno. Hell, coaching probably literally kept Bear Bryant and Joe alive. People are complicated. I say two things all the time can be true about a lot of stuff, but it's never more applicable than with human beings. With people, a hundred different things can be true all at the same time. About politics, sports, love, religion, you name it, people hold conflicting views all the time about stuff, and legacies are no different. As we've talked ad nauseum over the last few weeks, and some of us for years now, Fulmer's career has had some less than stellar chapters. But the dude did everything out of love for his university and will mostly be remembered for two decades of pigskin excellence and a national championship. This offseason for the Preds, this roster shakeup, the return to the old way, it's Poyle's last stand. Fans are unhappy with their product right now because it's gotten worse four consecutive seasons. That and ticket prices have not matched the trend line. And Vital is just tough to listen to. I guess we could maybe even add Lee Corso to this list as well as probably a lot of other folks in sports. It just has to be okay to say out loud, without offending anyone, that it's time to move on. Sure, we can crack jokes about Fulmer or Vital, or maybe rage-tweet the Predators' penalty kill. It's all justified right now. But it's time for Vital and Corso to step away. It just is. I am hopeful that Uncle Phil isn't involved in any more important decisions in Knoxville. And maybe this season was Poyle's last chance to fix his team. The point is, it's not ending pretty for any of them currently. Two things are true. I could not have more respect for what all of these guys have accomplished. And then also say at the same time, it's time to move on. Elite competitors simply don't quit well. They don't give up well. That's what makes them great in the first place. Do I wish the Preds won a cup and Poyle had that on his resume? Of course I do. But that won't really take away from the fact that he is the most influential and important human ever involved in Predators hockey. No one in Orange who was ever around at the time will ever forget what 1998 actually felt like. And Vital, Jesus, he's the greatest college basketball announcer of all time. But that doesn't mean it isn't time for a change, to evolve and progress. Time is undefeated for all of us. Except for Tom Brady, whatever deal he made with the devil, he won that one too. The 2021 NFL Hall of Fame class was announced as well on Saturday evening. Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Drew Pearson, Alan Fanica, John Lynch, Tom Flores, and Bill Nunn are your 2021 class of inductees. Manning, Woodson, and Megatron were first balloters, a rare honor bestowed upon roughly about a quarter of the players who get into Canton. Manning and Woodson were absolute no-brainers to get in and continue their inextricable career length throughout time and space. Johnson was going to get in, but the question was going to be, did he get in on the first ballot? And I could argue he's the most physically gifted player I've ever seen play that position, so I'm glad he got in on the first try. And really, outside of watching a young walk-on in college football get surprised with his scholarship... There are very few things in sports more visceral to watch than when an NFL player gets that door knock, letting him know that he's made the hall. It is such a cool thing to watch a gladiator break down into complete and utter mush. Of course, all the speeches will come at the end of the summer. Peyton Manning's acceptance speech into the Hall of Fame will sort of be the coronation and the final chapter in a career that was preordained since the time he was in high school playing football in New Orleans. He's simply one of the greatest to ever do it. The 440 is constructed every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, I might add, custom home and remodeling firm. And I could sell you on their process. I could sell you on their thoughtfulness. I could sell you on how detail-oriented they are, their in-house design team and excellent communication style. I I could sell you on all that stuff, but really, here's the deal. You listen to this show because you trust me, and I would never sell you on a product. I would never put anybody on this platform that didn't care about their clients the way we care about you, the audience. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about people doing good work for each other. It's about a community. And the Kingston Group is Nashville. It is locally owned, and they've been doing this for over a decade in a way that has built trust with their clients. It is a partnership between you and the Kingston Group to try to find the best way to deliver you the home you've always envisioned for your family. Just go check out their work. You decide for yourself. BuildKG.com is the website, BuildKG.com.